I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And And this this is That Other F Word. So you guys, have you ever frequented a restaurant? I have. I've gone to a restaurant or two. Frequented is a strong term. I've been to. I've not frequented. I've been to one. Which one? Hooters. I too have been to Hooters. Okay. So I have, I have never been to one. Would you all tell me about your experiences? <laughs> Interesting. Well, my cousin was a Hooters girl. I met her husband there. Oh, how about that? I think the t-shirts uh, do a very good job of explaining it. Uh, <gasps> slightly unrefined, yet delightfully tacky. <laughs> so I guess we're here talking about restaurants, Twin Peaks, Hooters, things that highlight a woman's decolletage, normally kind of scantily clad, Um, right? Is that what we're talking about? So restaurants are like a whole situation. The word was trademarked by Doug Guller, who I think he was the owner of Bikini Sports Bar and Grill. I'm not positive about that. Um, He has since left the biz, but I think the term was around even before he claimed it. So we're talking about restaurants like definitely Hooters, Twin Peaks, Tilted Kilt, Bikinis, Ojos Locos, uh, Bombshells, which is military themed, and Tallywhackers, which is actually the only one I found that's for women. Um, The reason we're talking about them at all is because Hooters just came out with new uniforms. My understanding is they have now said that they are optional, but they came out with new shorts, which um, were really stretching the definition of shorts. Oh, they were definitely like butt cheek underwear, you know. Um, oh, they like they went up. Yeah, they're cheek underwear. I mean, they're little- they, yeah, they were underwear. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I found a little bit. What'd you say? The girls were very, well, the ones in this article were very upset that this was going to be the new required or the new uniform. Basically some of the workers, I'm sure some, I know some of the women liked them um, because I read that, but. If those were made of denim, you could easily call them coochie cutters. <laughs> right. But they're beyond coochie cutter. I mean, they're literally like underwear or a bathing suit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's um, bikini bottom for sure. Before they were coochie cutters. Now they're something beyond high waisted <laughs> bathing suit bottom. I don't know. Go ahead, Ren. Servers took go ahead to okay. Servers whenever took to you're social ready, media. Ren. <laughs> oh my God. Servers <laughs> took to social media to like talk about how they were not really into their new uh uniform. So I I did look up some you know info um, about what it's like to work there. You know, this is all from articles I found and they'll be referenced in the show notes. Um, but one, one I found said Hooters made multiple demands of the girls. We had to do our hair and makeup in a particular style quote, like you're going out on a date with your boyfriend, uh, and dance on wooden bar stools a few times per shift. We also had to upsell branded merchandise like t-shirts, beer koozies, and swimsuit calendars and act as a sort of therapist to the needy men who regularly came in seeking attention from women 30 years younger than them. We had to perform the emotional labor of pretending to find these men fascinating 
while deflecting their bolder advances because Hooters is, after all, quote, a family restaurant. The gimmick was genius. Give married dads hot wings, beer, and flesh to ogle, but with plausible deniability. Hooters is no strip club. It's wholesome peak America where the labor of women goes invisible because it's supposed to come naturally. <laughs> well, let me I have mixed see. feelings on that. Well, I do about all of it, of course. Um, listen, not to sound, do they, are, are we capitalizing and um, objectifying women? 100%. Um, in that same vein, there are other places they could serve, but you're getting a lot more tips there. Um, so if you've got God-given assets and you're willing to shake it a little bit, you'll make more money but you're going to have to kind of let go of some of your principles. I mean, honestly, like you can't sit there and say, I don't, I don't care for being objectified and then go rack in more tips from Hooters. I mean, well, you can't walk in that building and ask for an application. If you're upset with being objectified, it's not like they're hiding it. And then all of a sudden you're just like, Whoa, how did I end up here? It's right there. It's been there. You know what to expect. Well, that's what it was created. You didn't go into Applebee's and then get handed a bikini to wear. I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just saying like, mm-hmm. yes, is there, is there some inherent problem? Yeah, kind of. I mean, right. But again, you, no one's being forced to work there and wear that uniform. You, you don't have to work at Hooters. Yeah. I, so I, I'm conflicted about it too. I think you're a hundred percent right. Nobody is forced to work there, but I can see being drawn to that job because you might make more tips than you would at a regular restaurant. And maybe you've got a kid at home, you've got to support, or you're trying to get through college. Um, the, and, and, but, but listen, people are free to do whatever within the law that they're able to do. Um, but there are some negative side effects that women have uh, noted from working there. There was actually a study conducted at UT University of Tennessee um, and published in the psychology of women quarterly uh, that said women who work in restaurants that require their bodies to be on display through revealing uniforms may experience higher levels of anxiety, disordered eating, and felt like they had less power and control at work. The study notes that these restaurants put women's sexuality on display and sanctioned men's supposed right to stare and visually scrutinize female servers bodies and judge their physical appearance and sexual desirability. Right. But we don't have that restaurant doesn't exist if no woman agrees to work there and no woman agrees to buy there. So So I guess the part that bothers me and there's nothing probably to be done about it, except it's just drives me nuts is. So this is basically to me. It's very strip club esque, right, except they're keeping their clothes on. I'm not sure what's so diff. This is just like sex work light. It no? is light. Sure. And I think that the pretending like it's a family joint and these women are okay because they're like our girlfriends and women we know, but those women are like, where like it draws this line that to me doesn't even exist between women who are, these women are okay. And those women are sluts and those women are, not as well, but well, that's true. But nobody also like takes a woman into Hooters to get her 
ingratiated into the sex work trade either, like the other places. So no, no, but but like, I'm talking about why men go there. Well, sure, because they get the pass. They can go there and get away with it where they can't get away with it other places, right? They just really like the wings and the beer is the same. And, and I have no problem with men going there or to a strip club. What I have a problem with is the like false sense of this is a family joint. The false wholesomeness of it. Yeah. I think consenting adults should be able to do whatever consenting adults want to. I just think there's a big, big bowl of hypocrisy there. Well, sure. So from a guy's perspective, I've been to Hooters. I don't like it. I don't like strip clubs either, though. Uh, I'm not going to say that it's a bad thing inherently because, again, I mean, for the people that work there, sex work makes good money. So you do what you want to do. Um, Myself, I'd never liked going to Hooters um, because I I don't like forced attention or I I don't want to say fake, um, but like it's very clear that their job is to flirt. Yeah, and to get a tip. Yep. That's that's clear. And I had friends that would go regularly and would be so wrapped up in this that they thought they, had a they, were, they were headed towards a relationship or they, like, yeah, clubs. this. And it's like, man, that's problematic. That's a problem for you that you can't look beyond this and you can't tell that these are, these are people that are working and their job is to make sure that you tip and you do so very handsomely. That's the job of every server in every restaurant. I have a very strict rule in my personal life of you can have fun at a restaurant. You can banter back and forth with the server. That doesn't mean they're into you and don't ask them out. They're at work. Well, it does lead to, and you know, this happens with strippers where guys will wait after their shift. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to encourage that kind of behavior more. I agree with you, Mitch. And that's where the problem starts lying in, where that, that line blurs and the wrong kind of person takes it in a way that becomes dangerous for the right. server who ultimately is just trying to earn a living. Um, what they're right. doing is not inherently wrong, but, you know, but Correct. also- Sick people are sick people. I, I don't think, I think there are girls that come out of Applebee's and there's a sick fuck waiting for them too, right? No, Absolutely. I mean, we, we've talked about it in the OnlyFans uh, episode where there are guys out there that are just looking for human connection and they can understand, well, I can go here, I can flirt a little bit, I can look at a little TNA and then go home. Yeah. But then there's others who don't, who don't have that, that connection and that's where it gets dangerous. But, you know, as far as, the uniform goes. I, I, I'm I'm under the impression that you know you ha- you you can do what you can wear it or not. Like that's the new one. Yeah, it's your yes. job. Like that's where you work. If they change the uniform, you're gonna be upset about it. But I don't know that it was clear originally that it was optional. I'm not sure that it was. I don't. 
I don't think it was. I think it was a, here's our new uniforms. And then when the black backlash happened, they pedaled back a bit. Yeah. And said, oh no, you can wear them. And then, you know, we'll get into later on. We'll see if there's repercussions to them not wearing them. Right. So I do think something that's interesting is how this fits into the Me Me Too movement, because I think in the like early 2000s, there was like a big upswing for these restaurants and there was like a ton of them and they were doing really well. And I'm not sure that's the case anymore. So the Doug Guller, the guy who owned bikinis and coined the word restaurant actually left the industry. Um, What he said was, it's just looking at the long-term picture. It was something that we felt needed to change. The staff was getting harder to hire things that are happening in the world around us. We wanted to be able to progress with where things are. Um, when he was asked if he was referring to the Me Too movement, he declined to answer on the record uh, and said, without going into detail, I would say that I think this concept of a restaurant is a thing of the past. Well, um, and the kilt thing and all that, I really don't want somebody in a state of undress bringing me food. Like I'm, I'm grossed out on like a sanitary level. Like if your armpit hair is exposed, I'm out. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it it's just a girl in a really tacky outfit. Like it's just I, like, the the pantyhose with the orange shorts and the tank top, all the orange. It just I don't like it. But she's also fully clothed, and I have the internet. Like if that's how I need to get my rocks off, like I would much rather go to a nice restaurant with good food. I mean, that's the other thing with any of these that I've ever been to. The food is mediocre at best. I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know. There's so much wood grain everywhere. It it really. (laughs) I think that's where the yucky part of it comes in, right? Because the wood grain. That. But also, so you're not interested because you have the internet, right? I think that this, probably the people this still appeals to is the this older generation of men who are going mm-hmm. in there to enjoy women vastly younger than them and time. to get attention from them. It's not about the food. It's about the attention. But it's okay because they go to church and that girl looks like that girl that goes to church with them. And she's, a, I bet she's a Christian and it's all okay. Mm-hmm. And so my problem with these restaurants is that, like, let's just be open about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that everybody who works there or attends isn't, but I think socially we're not being honest. Well, they made it. They made it a good excuse for people to be able to do it, right? But it is named Hooters, for instance. Like, putting an owl cleverly there did not <laughs> anybody think it was anything but what it is. I mean. Right. So come on, everybody, relax. Like, come on. Let's just stop being ridiculous here. Like, really? Um, there was another another quote. Hooters became gauche because it was too on the nose, cheekily mm-hmm. linking our gastro and sexual appetites and hearkening back to an era in which sexual harassment was an implied part of many women's job descriptions, making it at odds with the values of the Me Too generation. So yeah, I don't, I think if there's a future for the restaurant, it's going to be more explicit. Maybe I don't, I hope like, 
I'm not saying there's not a place for something like that. Um, it's like, anything but I else. don't think it lines up with where our society is right now. It doesn't, but, but like, okay. I'm not eating at this strip club buffet. That's just well, a thing that like, that's a me thing. Uh, well, there's yeah, right. nothing appealing about that whatsoever. It, I, again, the food is subpar. The outfits are terrible to begin with. I, <laughs> I don't understand the draw personally. But, yeah, but the yeah. the, the family like, restaurant part of it is, is has always been comical to me. It's comical, but for me, you know, it's going to be the same way I feel about stripping or prostitution or anything. To be honest with you, I'm not inherit. I don't have any inherent problem with it. I don't yeah. have a problem with with what comes as a result of it, um, and the implications for safety and violence and. Um, domestic abuse or anything that 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 always unfortunately is part of what happens with those things so again inherently i don't care they could serve butt ass naked for all i care i don't yep. i really would not have a problem with it fundamentally i would have a problem with it from a sanitary purpose of course but also <laughs> the, the, the 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 ramifications okay um but no inherently nothing wrong with it it's the other stuff but we can't help, right? We're humans and we do everything we do takes a shitty turn. <laughs> like, you know, we make everything more horrible than what it would be at its face. Yeah. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Other than right? I wouldn't wear those shorts. When, when, are you, when do you start, Ren? Man. <laughs> Never. With those <laughs> missiles, she could just prop them things on a table and they're like take all the money <laughs> i start on the neverth of november <laughs> well my like i said my cousin was um uh, to be honest with you i considered it at some point my mom's like man you could take money from these people when i was young she was like go do it like they're stupid they throw money at you and i'm like I, I i think i can't do it on principle mom she's like yeah i know but i mean like when i was 20 i could have racked in money <laughs> But it's interesting that you say that, Katrina, because I, I have to imagine, <clears throat> I'm speaking specifically on speculation at this point, but I have to imagine there are different, there's, there's obviously different personalities within the industry, but I think the way that you just described it would be the healthy way to approach it. Of this is something I can do. I will be good at it. I can manipulate these people. And they're going to give me their money versus, well, I got to do this because I can't do anything else. And, and this is a, a quick way to make some money. I'm not going to like it. I'm going to feel guilty about it. And I think that those are the people that end up in worse scenarios because they, they, they feel trapped in it. They're, they're like, I'm doing it out of necessity rather than out of, enjoyment. Out of, out of, I, yeah. I, I don't, right. yeah. The people no, that begrudgingly do it are going to end up in the worst scenarios because they don't have, yeah. Point. They're walking into it feeling disrespected and desperate. Point. Whereas if you walk in feeling empowered, it's going to work out. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist. No, no, and I'm, I think that's I'm great. sure. I'm super sure that there are some women who work there and feel that way. But I mean, that study did suggest that 
overall, it's not great for women who actually work there and their mental health. Oh, I can't tell you the last time I went to a Hooters and did not see at least one server crying in the back. Like, and it's been at least 10 years since I've been in a Hooters. Field trip. I'm good. Um, They've got nothing for me. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think, Mitch, what you said is true to all of those things. When, um, you know, I am speaking 100% from a place of privilege that had, I had lots, plenty of options, which is why I ended up not doing that. But it's like, we talk about women being sexually harassed or anything, you know, and, and not, you know, being, being outraged by it on their behalf. Well, some women don't have a choice. Some women have a child they have to feed and rent to pay and don't have another choice and option. So then they get stuck in this really horrible situation and it is, it's always going to be worse for the woman who's forced into it than the woman who isn't. Um, right. Well, the woman that's forced into it looks at it as uh, the means to an end where it's okay. like, no, please don't fire me. I will do whatever I need to do to keep this job. Like the minute you tell your boss at a sexually driven industry like that, I please, like I have to have this job. I need this job. I have to have it is the minute you lose control. And the minute yep. you become, and I'm not saying that happens in every time, but that's a, that's a notification to them that you're desperate. Yeah. Yeah. And you need the money. So anything that needs to be done extracurricularly, we know who to come to rather than the person's like, nah, I can walk away anytime, but you're going to lose out on all the money. I make your business. Yeah. Nope. You're right. You're, you hit it on the head. Right there. Uh, so yeah, I just can't think of anything sexier than women in desperate situations. Yeah, really. I mean, a lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. Yeah, <laughs> let's take advantage of that. Oh my god! No it's a Bloodhound Gang song reference. Sorry. <laughs> um. All right. Well, on that note, you know, do whatever. Go to restaurants. Don't eat wherever you want. Just don't. Don't be shitty. Yeah. Yeah. And don't eat where you shit. No. Nope. Right. Don't do that. If you are doing that, stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't do it. Don't take crackers into the bathroom. Yeah. Don't take anything in the bathroom, but bathroom business. I did have a friend where I used to work who went to the bathroom. It was a male. So men's bathroom and someone was eating chips in the stall next to him. Nope. Food does not belong in the bathroom ever. Nope cup of water is the most food-like substance that should be in the bathroom. And even then, it should only be to swallow a pill. That's, that's <laughs> it's literally to take your pills and then be done. And then you throw whatever container it was in a way and you move well, on like, with your day. We don't have a cup in our bathroom, for instance. It just that yeah. doesn't exist. No. Um, but some people do. But there's... We can get... Well, I think we've made it clear. Man, we were so yeah. close to wrapping this up. <laughs> <laughs> Doobie can send you her fecal matter article if you'd like. Um, anyway, uh, find us on thatotherfword.com, thatotherfwordpod on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Um, like us, subscribe, send us uh, subjects you'd like us to talk about. And thanks for listening. And remember, feminism isn't a bad word. Neither is titties. <laughs> Bye.